0: Praise be Jesus Christ, my name is Sister Maria Goretti and I am deeply filled with joy to be able to be here with all of you today on this Saturday and um, it has been such a blessing I have to share with all of you to be able to prepare for this retreat for you. Um, there's so much uh, prayer that has gone into everything that we have been sharing with you, and I truly hope that you have enjoyed and have been able just to soak in um, what Sister Gianna has shared with you so far, and then also what Sister Meredith has shared with you as well. And now I have the great joy of being able to be part three. <laughs> so... um you've already taken a journey. You've taken a journey and, um, or at least you've begun your journey this weekend. And you've started with looking at your own identity as a beloved daughter of the heavenly King. And then as Sister Gianna shared, there are these incredible rules of the kingdom that apply um, in God's kingdom. And these are rules of love and of mercy um, and all stemming from the truth that you belong to the Heavenly Father. You are 100% totally His, right? And then Sister Meredith shared um, in light of St. Edith Stein and then also Queen Esther what that royal way can look like in the lives of strong, courageous, amazing women. Um, and that this royal way that God is asking us to embark on with Him is not something that we would just read in a fairy tale, right? We all love fairy tales. We can appreciate those. Um, But this royal way that we're talking about is one that really requires a great amount of strength and courage, supernatural strength and supernatural courage. These are gifts that the Holy Spirit has to infuse within us to allow us to walk down this royal way. And now we're coming to the next part of the journey that also is going to require great strength and great courage. Um, But again, coming from the Holy Spirit, because the courage and strength that's required as we embark upon this part of the journey together, the path to healing, is a strength of vulnerability. Oftentimes, we can think that vulnerability is a sign of weakness, and especially depending on what our family background is, right? So, if I was raised in a home with mom and dad who were always strong all the time, who never showed weakness, um, who never showed me, you know, that it was okay to be weak, then I might not think it's okay to be vulnerable. I might see that as a weakness, right? Um, so you may come from a family like that, um, or maybe, you know, um, you were always the one, you know, to keep everyone held together in your family. And if you show weakness or vulnerability, um, then that that's not tolerated. Well, like Sister Gianna shared, the rules of this kingdom are different. There are different rules in the kingdom of heaven. And you, as a beloved royal daughter of the Most High King, are given the grace to live according to these rules. And the Most High King has showed us a different way. That way, that royal path to healing, is a way of the Sacred Heart. As Jesus stands there holding his heart out to you, what do you see? You see vulnerability. You see wound. You see bleeding. Pierced, you see pain, and you also see totality of love. You see great fire and strength. All of those things we see in the Sacred Heart of Jesus, He has made Himself totally vulnerable for us. And so we are going to ask Him to accompany us in this journey. He's holding out that vulnerable, wounded heart to you as if saying, Look, Look at what my love for you has done. Look at how I have made myself totally vulnerable for you. Will you allow your heart to be exposed and given back as a gift to me in your woundedness, in your vulnerability? That's true strength and that is the rule Um, of the kingdom that we now belong to. So with that premise, we're going to move forward today together as we look at having our royalty restored on this path to healing. Now, we also realize though that on our journey, we suffer so many different wounds, right? And um, those are going to look differently for each one of us, depending on what our journey has looked like. And realizing that we're entering into sacred ground as we enter into talking about our wounds. And so we're going to approach this topic with a great sense of reverence and a great sense of trust in God, knowing that we're not going here on our own. Our Heavenly Father is accompanying us. Jesus is within us. He's caring for us. He's protecting us. He's not going to leave us on our own on this journey. The Holy Spirit is purifying. He's consoling. He's going to be there for us, right? So I think that sometimes we can be very apprehensive to approach um, looking at our wounds and Part of the reason for that um, is because I think we're just very afraid. We're afraid of really what we're going to find there, right? I don't think a single one of you would say, you know what? I don't really want healing. Don't need any healing. I'm good, you know? I don't think any of us can say that, right? I think we all deeply um, desire healing from the Heavenly Father and desire to be healed at the deepest level of our being. So I would like to encourage you to be not afraid. We hear these words over and over again in sacred scripture and there's a reason that our Lord put them in so many times because he knows how much we tend to become afraid. Um, So do not be afraid. And I also think of St. John Paul II, how much he encouraged all of us to not be afraid, just to open wide the doors to Christ. And um, so that's my encouragement to you is open wide the doors of your heart. Open them wide. Be not afraid. God wants to restore you in, in an amazing and incredible way. So the Holy Spirit um, is also going to accompany us on this journey. He is the great encourager par excellence, and he wants to encourage you um, as you look at your own healing and um, looking at your own wounds. He's going to be there to encourage you and to be like a healing balm um, and to carry you through this process as well. So Jesus knows your heart right? So he knows your heart already. He knows everything that's in it. Um, There's nothing that is a surprise to him. I think the scarier part is that it's a surprise to us (laughs) what we find there. That's the reason we don't like to go there sometimes. But Jesus knows your heart. He does. And so now what I would like to do is to go ahead and to start with sacred scripture. We're going to um, use this as a prayer, all right? So I want to invite you to close your eyes and to really take in these words of our Lord as only for you, as coming straight to you, all right? So hear these words as him speaking to you and for you, all right? So these words that I'm going to, um, to read to you come from Isaiah And they are from Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 to 4. So let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord God has been given to me. For the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the poor. To bind up hearts that are broken. To proclaim liberty to captives freedom to those in prison, to proclaim a year of favor from the Lord, a day of vengeance for our God, to comfort all those who mourn and to give them for ashes a garland and for our mourning robe, the oil of gladness, for despondency, praise. They are to be called terebinths of integrity planted by the lord to glorify him they will rebuild the ancient ruins they will raise what has long lain waste they will restore the ruined cities all that has excuse me all that has lain waste for ages past lord jesus we believe that you desire to heal our hearts. We believe that your mission is to save us, to heal us, to restore us, to redeem us. Lord Jesus, we ask you to give us the grace to open our hearts to receive the restoration you desire to work in us. We ask you to help us to keep our eyes fixed on you, and to not become distracted by the emotions that may present themselves of fear, anger, sadness, anxiety, anything that may come up, Lord Jesus, from our minds and our hearts. We ask you to help us to not become distracted by that, to allow ourselves to feel whatever emotions come up, but to keep our eyes intently fixed on you and on the healing that you desire to accomplish in each one of us. We praise you for the glorious gifts of your grace that you have already planted in our hearts. And we praise you in advance, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father and Holy Spirit, for the healing that you will do in and through us. We believe you want to heal us and we will let you Blessed Mother, we ask you to protect us, accompany us on this journey by your maternal love and prayers and nurturing. Keep us protected from the attacks of the enemy and help us to be as malleable in the hands of God as you were. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So now I would like to take a moment to talk with you about the scripture passage that I just used for our prayer. And my question to you is, what does this scripture passage tell us about Jesus? What is it that we learn about him um, as we read that scripture passage? And what that is, is we come to understand what Jesus's mission actually is for us. So as I was reading through that, I don't know if you recall how in the Gospels, there's the one part where our Lord goes into the temple and he opens up the scroll and he begins to read the passage from Isaiah. And he, it's this passage here from Isaiah 61. And then whenever he's finished reading it, he rolls up the scroll and he looks intently at them and they were all looking intently at him. And he tells them that this passage today is fulfilled in their hearing. And that's what he was saying to you. As you were hearing those words, Jesus is now saying today this passage is fulfilled, right here, right now. This passage of binding up the wounds of those um, who are brokenhearted Um, by taking away the sadness and the mourning robe and instead anointing with an oil of gladness. This is his whole mission. This is the reason that Jesus actually came was to restore us and to heal us. And this is the whole mission of the church on earth to bring back to the fullness of life, her children, and to um, bring back into the fullness of life, all of those who dwell on the earth. So we desire all to be in communion with God. So this is Jesus' whole mission. That's it, is to bring healing, to bring restoration. That's why he came to heal the brokenhearted. And when we can understand his mission in that light, it makes so much more sense, I think, why it is um, vitally important for us to embark on the healing journey in each one of our lives. In order for Jesus to fulfill his mission in you, you must open your heart to him. And we have to allow him to go into those vulnerable places for us, all right? So I think one thing as we're gonna begin, as we talk about wounds, Um, we can oftentimes become afraid I think because we're scared that when we expose our wound we are going to be either rejected or reprimanded or um, we fear that gaze of condemnation from God. When Jesus looks at your wounds, when he looks at your sins, he is not looking with a gaze of condemnation. What he sees is your pain. What he sees is brokenness. And the nature of love is to swoop down and to rush into those places of pain and brokenness. And that is the whole mission of the heart of Jesus, like we were just talking about. So as he is looking at your wounds, his heart is just pouring out mercy and. Um and infinite tenderness and love and compassion that's his response to your sin that's his response to your hurt. he sees your pain, and his heart is it's like in the Gospels where they talk about his heart is moved with pity, and we think about the word pity and it's not exactly always I think the best um translation for us in English, because it doesn't have the total um, connotation of what that word actually meant. So that that um, moving to pity in sacred scripture actually meant that he was so moved to the depths of his being that it's like everything from the inside wanted to just pour out of him, like just so deeply moved. And that's what happens to his sacred heart when he looks at your sins and at your wounds. So it's his mercy and compassion that want to come and just um, totally swoop in and heal all right so um, knowing that about the heart of God remember when he was pierced on the cross his heart what was his response it was a total effusion of merciful love and response to sin so we can enter in with a great level of confidence knowing that Jesus is not coming to condemn he's really coming to heal and to save so now in the second part of the talk we are going to move into actually looking at our wounds We'll look at the different kinds of wounds that we have suffered. We'll look at what we're gonna call kind of like the makeup or almost like the anatomy of a wound. So what what actually contributes to um, a wound and what is it per se? Then we're going to also look at um, what happens as a result of those wounds. So our response to our woundedness when we're hurt. And then lastly, we'll look at the ways that our Lord wants to restore us. He wants to bring back that that royalty, um, especially if that's something that has been lost through the wound of a mortal sin. Um, He wants to restore our royalty, that grace and the life of our souls. All right. So first, looking at our woundedness. So again, we all have wounds. We're all broken. So that's the one thing we can say that we are definitely not alone in, right? We all are broken um, in different ways, different life experiences, but we all have those wounds. The interesting thing though, is that as human beings, our wounds pretty much tend to fall into one of these categories that I'm going to share with you right now. All right. So these are the different categories of wounds. So wounds of shame, fear, abandonment, rejection, hopelessness, confusion, and powerlessness, all right? So those tend to be the main um, wounds that we would suffer as human beings. And again, they happen in different ways, different circumstances, different experiences for all of us. So a wound is a place that is filled with pain. It's something that has happened to us, that has hurt us, um, that has caused us pain. So from that pain that we suffer, we begin to believe what we call identity lies. And identity lies basically saying something like, I am unlovable. I am not worthy. Um, I will never be good enough. I am dirty. I am gross. I am unworthy of love. Those are identity lies that spring from that place of pain, that wound, that event, whatever that was that happened to us, those are the types of identity lies that then come forth from that. So those lies are going to be the ones that we believe about ourselves, all right? And all of those, again, we're all going to have different ones depending on how we've been hurt. The other thing that springs from that place of pain, from that wound, the next level is Um, The judgments that we then make about others, all right, that we want to believe um, that this person is this, um, is always a liar, is totally untrustworthy, um, whatever the case may be, we then make judgments about the other person or about the situation. And then lastly, what happens is from that, um, without even realizing it, because often it's a subconscious thing. The third layer is that we then will make this what we call like a promise or an inner vow. All right, so it basically becomes well. All right, so I've been wounded in this way. I'm in pain. Um, I am not worthy of love. So and so is a bad person, or you know whoever has done this to me. And the inner vow would be I will never make myself vulnerable again, lest I hurt. I become hurt again. So that would be the example of the three levels of the wound, okay, the wound itself. All right, so now when wounds run deep or when they're left untended, Um, they become infected, as we know. So we're thinking about like, think about a real cut or a real wound or if you yourself are a nurse or if you know anyone who is a nurse, especially those who are uh, specialized in wound care, those uh, treatment nurses, they would be able to tell you all about that. Um, How when a wound is left untended or untaken care of, it becomes infected and the whole situation is even worse. All right. So it's the same thing with the wounds of our heart and how much more... When we allow that pain to just remain um, and then all of those things again that come forth from it it can become infected and then it becomes this place that uh, we almost kind of like fiercely protect we become just um, fiercely protective over that place of pain and the best analogy i can think of so if you think about a child all right, so a child who you know has fallen off of his bike or whatever and has this awful cut or scrape you know on their leg or on their knee. And they, it hurts so bad, right? Like the wound is filled with pain. And all they wanna do is take that wound and just like cover it up and they wanna hide it. They don't want anybody to touch it because it's so painful. So when mom or dad come around, here they come with the peroxide or the rubbing alcohol and they're trying with all of their might to convince that child that, listen, I'm here to help you, the, I need to clean this wound otherwise it's gonna become infected. But the child, what are they doing? They're screaming, they're saying no, no, no. They're covering it even more. the closer that the parent comes and the interesting thing is that you know a lot of times for the parent who's the one who's having to go through that they're experiencing so much pain because they see the pain the child is in and all they want to do is help you know so how much more it's like our our Lord is like that with us we're hurt we're in pain Um, and what do we want to do as soon as we feel him starting to get close to that place of pain we want to just cover it up like the child and start screaming no 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 when all he's saying is I'm here to help you. I just want to help you, but you have to let me in to be able to do that. all right, so that is what um, our Lord does. So now that we've looked at the parts of the wound and what happens, now we're going to see what is our response and what are the ways that we respond. So when we're filled with pain, we've started to believe identity lies. so these are not just lies about like external parts of ourselves, but we're we're believing lies about actually the core of who we are. We're starting to believe a lie, like I am not lovable, I am not worthy, I am rejected, I am shameful, whatever those things are. Okay, and then we made our judgments, and, um, and then the third piece of those inner vows, you know, I will never be vulnerable, I will never love or be loved. We, this is the part where our sin comes in, because we're hurt. We, like I'm talking about with that child, are trying so hard to defend that wound and protect it and protect that that very um, vulnerable place from being hurt again. Um, and sometimes we do it in the strangest ways. And sometimes it's even by, um, you know, creating patterns of sin that, that make the wound even deeper. Uh, but that is often our responses with our sins. We, we respond in such a way um, that we create patterns of sin in our life. So it could look something like Maybe I suffered many times the wound of rejection as I was growing up and I never felt pretty enough. I never felt beautiful enough. I never felt competent enough or um, funny enough or all of these things. Okay, so maybe now my pattern of sin, so I believe this lie like I am not lovable, I'm not beautiful, all of that. My pattern of sin is <clears throat> I'm going to fall in intensely into the sin of vanity where I'm always focused on me and I'm going to spend hours in front of a mirror or I'm going to pay hundreds of dollars, whatever it takes to make myself beautiful because that that's going to heal me as if I could just now receive affirmation because I, I look good that that's going to heal me. So I covered up with vanity, trying more and more to get affirmation. Or maybe it's I fall into sins of the flesh or lust. Um, I'm so desperate to know, to be affirmed in who I am, to know that I am, I'm wanted, uh, that I'm not abandoned, that I'm gonna just give myself away to every guy who comes into my life. Um, So that could be another way of responding. And sometimes it's with anger. You know, there are certain emotions, right? Like um, sinful anger that I protect that place of woundedness simply by just becoming angry and defensive. And that's the way that I keep people away from a very hurt and vulnerable place in my soul, all right? So our sins are the ways that we will often respond to those wounds that we've received. Now, here is the part where the good news comes. (laughs) And hopefully in the beginning, um, that's why I tried to really preface it with giving you the good news um, in the beginning of letting you know that Jesus wants to heal and restore. Because looking at these things, like I say, it's not easy and it's hard, um, but it's necessary. It's necessary in order to receive the full healing. So the healing that Jesus wants to give us is on many different levels. And I want to talk to you about um, how we can Um, basically enter into that healing so the first way that we can enter into healing is to acknowledge our sin so in the gospel we hear the words from saint john the baptist "Repent, believe in the gospel our lord telling us to repent of our sins Um, that's the first step we have to acknowledge the fact that we're sinners we have to acknowledge our sins and we have to repent of those and it's just it's a heartfelt cry to god is what it is repentance is Pouring out our heart to the Father and just saying, like, Daddy, help me. I'm so sorry. I'm hurt. Please help me. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt myself and others anymore. I'm sorry. Like giving that sincere plea to the Father, all right? We repent of those sins. Okay. And then the next step is going to be the step of forgiveness. In our forgiveness, there are obviously different levels of forgiveness. And um, there can be forgiveness of others where we need to forgive those who have hurt us. And then we also have forgiveness of our own selves, forgiving ourselves for the mistakes we made or for our sins and um, for a lot of different things, depending on what it is that we need healing from. So the one number one, gift that I want to recommend to you with regard to that is the sacrament of reconciliation. Our Lord came to set us free. And when we are within the healing sacrament of reconciliation, Jesus Christ is sitting in front of you. It's him, right? Remember, he's truly present in that priest whom you're speaking with. He wants so much to heal those wounds. But the only way, again, that he can do it is if we're exposing to him the full um, spectrum of those wounds. Sometimes we can fall into a pattern of um, going into confession and just saying our sins, which it's not that we're not heartfelt about it, right? But we say our sins and then we leave. And then when we come back, we, we realize, oh my goodness, I have all the same sins. Uh, we, we repeat the same things and we go... Um, and we think sometimes, at least I know and for myself, it's like, well, why am I saying the same things over and over again? It feels like it's been this way for years or whatever the case may be. But you realize that there's something deeper there. And the only way that we're ever gonna be set free, um, and obviously we're human beings too, so we're not ever gonna be perfect and that's not the expectation here. We're gonna fall and we know that. But to really be set free at our core, from those sins that have just taken a hold of us, we have to get to the root. And getting to the root means getting to the wound, getting to that place that has been hurt. And all of those things that I've already gone through with you, it's a matter of taking those things to the Lord first. So as you're preparing to go into the sacrament of reconciliation, I highly recommend first that you would consider, especially as you um, embark on a deeper healing journey, to go to a priest who. You know, would be willing to very uh, lovingly and mercifully walk through this with you. Someone who is not going to rush. So don't go when you're in a hurry. Wait for a time when you have really ample time to talk through these things um, and to really um, expose your heart, you know, to the Lord in confession. So um, take time first to pray and to pray deeply. Okay. And it's going to come in stages. So don't expect everything to just be revealed to you all at once. It's not the way that it works. Our Lord does things step by step. So, but ask the Holy Spirit to help you as you prepare to show you what are my wounds? Where do my my wounds lie? Help me to see those, Lord. And write things down. Take notes as you're writing, you know, as things are coming to you as the Lord is revealing and you're praying through this with Him. Um, wound of abandonment. Okay, so what, what situation actually happened? Write that down. Write down what it is that you need the Lord to do for you. What is it that you're asking of him in that? Where do you need to be unbound? Where is it that you need to be set free? Okay, so writing down those things. What identity lies have you come to believe about yourself? What judgments have you made what inner vows did you make? And sometimes that one might be a harder one. You're really going to have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you because we may not always be aware, you know, of those vows. Sometimes it happens on a subconscious level that we don't even realize that we've done it. Um, and so asking for the Holy Spirit to bring those things to light, write them down. And then when you go into confession, um, bringing to the priest those things, bring to him the root. So, um, I've, you know, about suffering a pain of abandonment or rejection you know, and the lies and I responded with anger. I responded with pride. I responded with, you know, defensiveness. And this is how it manifests itself. And so it really is important to uncover all of those layers because you're not uncovering it. Remember, this is a beautiful healing sacrament and where Jesus desires to make you whole again, you're receiving sacramental grace and um, it's powerful. It's healing grace for your soul. So the more that we expose, the more our Lord is able to come in and heal and you are able to be set free. So that's my recommendation. A priest that, you know, you can trust who's going to take time with you and you having done your homework ahead of time of really praying through some of these things and asking the Holy Spirit what he wants to bring forth for your own healing. So that's forgiveness. And then of course, um, and then also asking a priest if it's in the context of um, confession, Or a spiritual director that you have um, about forgiveness. All right, all healing will flow from forgiveness. All healing flows from forgiveness. Think about the healing that we have through Jesus Christ. Um, It's the Father has forgiven us through Jesus. All healing is going to flow through that forgiveness. So we must forgive. We must also forgive. And we know that's a journey. Um, But as you Um, again, with Jesus, look at your different wounds and ask him to show you, who do I need to forgive? What debts have been incurred against me? And now I'm going to cancel these debts with myself and with others. Okay. So sacrament of reconciliation, very powerful. Sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. When we receive Jesus in the blessed sacrament, our wound, our um, Though our wounded heart is being pressed against his wounded heart, his wound encounters ours, and when our wounds are espoused in that holy sacrament, um, he can pour forth his healing grace. Think about the woman who touched even the fringe of his cloak in the gospel, and yet she was totally healed, and I can assure you that she was not just healed in body, but she was set free in spirit. And that was just from touching the tassel of Jesus. How much more for us who's um, our very body, our very flesh comes into contact with the flesh, the exposed heart of Jesus Christ living and beating. So in that moment is such a sacred moment and I encourage you not to let it go to waste. Let that be the most sacred moment of your life when you expose your heart fully to our Lord Jesus Christ and entrust him with those wounds asking him again for that healing um, for yourself and for the others you know, in your life who, who need that. Um, but he will not let you down. He will not disappoint you. If you are embarking sincerely and you are sincerely asking him for that grace, he will give it to you in his own time and in his own way. And then, um, so here is the next step and it's, it's prayer. It has to do with prayer and it's a particular kind of prayer. So we're going to go to confession. We're going to receive Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Um, and then we, so we've received this grace, right? And then after that, our Lord, we're sent out, okay? He sends us out on mission at the end of the Mass. We hear, um, you know, we're, the, the Mass is ended, go forth, you know? And um, so now as we're going out, we know that we're going to encounter temptation. The enemy will be there to try to distract us. He's going to try to come back again with those old lies, you're unworthy, all of that. Um, How are we going to counteract that? So there are simple prayers that you can say, all right? And the holy name of Jesus is such a powerful prayer in and of itself to simply say his name, Jesus. When you're struggling, when you're undergoing a temptation to just repeat his name, Jesus, Jesus, over again. Um, but one prayer that we know does work very powerfully is when we say, um, in Jesus name, I renounce you spirit of, and then you fill in the blank, whatever it is that you're struggling with at that moment. So in Jesus name, I renounce a spirit of abandonment and I command you spirit of abandonment to leave me now in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay. So that's one example Um, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of pride and I command you spirit of pride to leave me now in the name of Jesus. All right. So it could be whatever that particular temptation is, whatever that spirit is to name it and to command in the name of Jesus Christ, you're taking authority in the name of Jesus. You have that authority by your baptism. You're remember you're a child of God. So you take authority in the name of Jesus and you command the spirit to go. All right. So and then after that, um, so we're, we're asking um, to be released, that those spirits would be unbound from that. And then we, we want to live in the, the glory of the blessing of the Heavenly Father. All right, So asking for the Father's blessing upon us, that He would come down to protect us. So I've talked to you a lot about um, the areas of wounds and different things that we can do in response to that, ways that we can embark upon this healing journey. The last thing I would like to do is leave you with some other resources that I think could be a help to you as you continue down this path. And it's one that we're going to continue down for the rest of our lives, um, as we know. So the first resource is a book called Unbound by Neil Lozano. And it's an excellent, excellent tool. And he focuses on on deliverance, deliverance ministry. So he gives different keys. He gives the five keys of deliverance in the book. Um, He talks about different strongholds that we can experience in our life and different areas of bondage. And then um, how the Lord um, can set us free from those areas. The other resources come from Dr. Bob Schutz. Dr. Bob Schutz began the John Paul II um, Healing Center in Florida. He is an excellent, excellent Catholic man who has incredible resources. And one of the things that he has is called the Healing of the Whole Person Retreat. And um, there are retreats that you can actually go there in person, but he also sells the conferences online, so you can download them or you can purchase them on CDs, and you can also order a workbook, a hard copy workbook to go along with it. So it's called Healing the Whole Person Retreat. Um, and he, again, he does a phenomenal job of taking the teachings of Holy Mother Church, talking about um you know, our Lord and in his mission. Um, and anyway, so it's just, it's a fantastic tool for you as well. So I highly encourage you again, his name is Dr. Bob Schutz. So you can look him up and see the different resources that he has available. All right. And lastly, as we close our time together, I would like to give you a little bit of homework and this is for your own prayer and reflection. And so the first thing that I would like for you to reflect on is what I mentioned earlier. I would like for you to take some time to pray with and make sure that you have a journal with you so that you can write down what the Holy Spirit brings to your mind and your heart. But I'd like for you to take some time to pray with your wounds, writing down what are those wounds, asking the Lord to reveal that to you, and then writing down from those wounds that, you, that you're that you able to name, um, writing down the lies that you believed from those wounds, the judgments that have been made, and then also those inner vows that were made as a result of the wound. And the second part of that is then asking Jesus, bringing that to him in prayer, asking the Lord what he desires to do for you in that. Okay. What healing does he desire to bring about in you? So that's the first part of your homework. The second part of your homework is going to be to pray with a scripture verse that I'm going to give you right now. And the scripture verse is from Ezekiel, chapter 16, verses 1 to 14. I think what you'll find as you're reading this scripture passage, which is just so deeply rich in imagery um, that fits perfectly with what we've been speaking about together this afternoon, um, to really pray with that scripture passage and allow yourself to identify with the images that are being shared there. Um, with the woundedness and with the restoration. And so this passage actually, our Lord is talking about the restoration of Israel and how He just delighted in claiming Israel, espousing her, and then raising her to such great dignity. So it fits perfectly with our retreat theme of being royal and redeemed. So take time. Again, it's Ezekiel chapter 16, verses one to 14. And then lastly, I have one more fun fact that I'd like to share with you. I have been praying about where would be the right spot to record this talk. So my first choice is always going to be outside. Be the Sacred Heart Retreat House. Praise God, we're so blessed. It's beautiful here right now. But everywhere I went outside, we either have like these really loud, crazy parrots <laughs> making noise, or we have crows or mockingbirds um, or cars that are passing by. All right, so I couldn't find a quiet spot. It was beautiful, but not quiet. So um, so then I start wandering around. within other buildings, we have construction going on, and there are drills and loud noises. So finally, I, I came into the chapel where our Lord was exposed in the blessed sacraments um, on the altar. And so I just went to him, and I said, you know what, Jesus? I was feeling frustrated. So I can't find the right spot. Can you please just tell me where is it that you want me to go? And then the thought came to me. It was definitely the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but it fits so perfectly with what we've been talking about today. So I'm gonna show you where I am right now. So I'm hoping that I'm aiming right so that you can see it, but can you see I'm in the confessional? <laughs> so um, the Lord brought me to a place of great, great mercy. And sorry, I think, you're, I think the um, lamp is in the way, but this is it, I'm in the confessional here. So that's where, Um, Jesus eventually led me that's where the Holy Spirit brought me and wanted me to share with you Um, but it's perfect because it's the place of great mercy and um, the place of great healing and forgiveness of sins so please know of my prayers and all of the sisters prayers for you and as we close this time just know that um that you continue on this journey but you don't continue alone all right so the carmelite sisters are going to continue to accompany you so god bless you and enjoy the rest of your retreat